calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Uh-huh, honey. Hey, y'all. It's Moms. Welcome to episode six of Please Advise, my advice podcast. You can get on Please Advise by dialing the following number. It's 323-450-7408. That's not my phone number, by the way. It's like a Google number. And you can like call it or text it or send emails. I don't know what you can do with the Google number. But you're not going to reach me directly, but you will kind of reach me through my producer, Christina Lopez, whose house we are in with her roommate, Nick making like an omelet and some Brussels sprouts or something behind us. So if you hear a little shuffle and a bustle, that's him. And we also have my gorgeous guest, Ryan O'Connell. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you, babe? Um, Beyond. <laughs> um, Ryan, what would people know you from? Um, people might know me from the World Wide Web. I used to write for this website called Thought Catalog for Many Moons. And uh, now I write for a TV show called Awkward on MTV. So delightful. That's a really funny show. Thanks, babe. I'm glad you like it. I love it. I do. I Dior, Dior. Um, <laughs> so we're drinking something today that we found out from our dear friend, Adriana, at A Cozy Kitchen, at A Cozy Kitchen on Twitter or acozykitchen.com on the World Wide Web. And um, it's called a grapefruit old fashioned. And Christina Lopez, our wonderful producer, made this drink for me. She likes to surprise me. She surprises me with your calls. She surprises me with your letters, your updates, everything else. I like to go in not knowing things because if I'm allowed to think about something for more than like four seconds, I'm going to turn it into an event. So like you just have to kind of surprise me or otherwise like my brain will explode. So um, Christina made today this grapefruit old-fashioned. Christina, how'd you make this drink? Okay, so it was actually really simple. And I don't want to do like Adriana's uh, 
really great drink at the service by making it seem like it's really complicated. It's not. You just... <laughs> you're standing for this drink right now. It is a good drink. Standing for it. Wow, fight for your rights. Thanks, Ryan. Just start singing Dido right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, what, what, like, pick it with Supreme Court. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry for, like, slandering. <laughs> um, it's made with sage simple syrup that you can make on your own. You know, you just put a half a cup of sugar, half a cup of water, and simmer it for five minutes with some sage leaves. And then you let it sit for ten minutes. And then you just get some grapefruit juice and some bourbon, a little bit of bitters, and you put the simple syrup in it, and that's it. That's it. And that's all, folks. Um, So that sounds really hard. Um, I'm going to be making the drink next week because I was like, I cannot do this to you again because, like, Christina doesn't mind. This is the only bitch I would cook a Thanksgiving dinner with. She and I, like, did host a Thanksgiving together one year, and I was like, I'm not cooking with any of my friends who use, like, margarine or like processed ingredients or like don't know what kind of potatoes to mash like you know some people like aren't really classy like not to be elitist but like they think stovetop is like a real thing and it's like no you're poor um so i like got christina involved and yeah you were hung over when i got there i know was i was amazing. like really hung over well the night the night before thanksgiving is the best night to go out in la it like so fun because well, it's, it's a ghost town like, it's known like all around the country it's known as like everyone goes out to drink well i know before. it's like all around the country but in la like you're just never in a place where like Every single one of these transplant motherfuckers are not here. I'm not from L.A., but, like, I have a problem with transplants for some reason. I'm like, where did you come from? Can you go back You're to Wisconsin? You're transphobic. <laughs> um, but, you know, what was so funny was Christina made these delicious grapefruit old fashions, and I didn't know what they were. Again, I'm, I'm good for a surprise. And she put the drink down in front of me, and it had what I thought was an orange peel in it. I took a sip, and I was like, mmm, zesty. And I was like, Christina, what is this called? And she's like, it's called a grapefruit old-fashioned. And I was like, oh, like, for real? Like, there's grapefruit in this? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, this could kill me because I'm on Valium. And Valium is one of 82 prescription drugs that you cannot mix with grapefruit because you could die. I'm not on Valium like all day, every day. I just am on it like if I'm going to like, sometimes when I go to Target or something, like I just start to like panic. The one on La Brea? Yes. Yeah. Like that or like if I'm just like freaked out about like work or like I'm like having a day or whatever, like I just need a Valium. Like sometimes I'll take one on the way to a job interview or something and I just be like panicking. Um and then, Ryan, what'd you say? Well, I also like poop my pants a little bit because <laughs> I am a fan of grapefruit and Valium. And <laughs> I have been dabbling in the grapefruit and Valium uh, last week. I was drinking Greyhounds and living, laughing, and loving. And I, I think one night I did take a Valium after having a Greyhound and I didn't die. So I'm here. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to fuck with it again. Like, obviously, I'm not about putting my hand in the fire. Uh, but that's the thing that I really, I needed to know. I can't yeah, believe no. it. Yeah, no. And that's like, it's like, there's two things on the bottle. One is like, don't mix it with alcohol, which is like, right. whatever, they all say that. But the other one was like, do not, like not, is like, ca- like capitalized and like underscored on the bottle, right. drink grapefruit. So like. Well, I mean, I got this I from a know. friend. So if I like, maybe like was not a complete derelict and like got this from a doctor, yeah. <laughs> like a normal person, well, we've all been there, huh? I would know. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, like anyone's ever actually been prescribed Vicodin in their lives. Like as <laughs> yeah. if anyone, I don't like who yeah. is the first, like totally. who gets prescribed Vicodin? Right. No right. one. Yeah. Um, Vicodin's like the new, like 
oxys or something like you can't you, you you'd be hard pressed to find one in los right. angeles these days because i guess they're like super addictive or something <laughs> so <laughs> anyway we're gonna be taking your calls christina tee up a call for me please hi malls this is julie i'm calling from chicago i have a question for you that is fashion related i remember a couple years ago or maybe like a year or so ago seeing your post on the outnet and loving your style and especially loving that you saw leopard print as a neutral i'm going to italy for the first time in september so i'm spending my summer like saving my money and investing in pieces that are going to make me look super hella chic while i'm over there and the one thing that i'm really having trouble finding is like a really awesome bag that i can carry over there for like everyday use um i am trying to ball on a budget and like keep it under a hundred dollars but any tips that you could give me would be really appreciated um something i'll keep my stuff safe but also not make me look like a cheesy american tourist um i love the show and i think you're fabulous thanks I just want to know that this is a family-friendly podcast, and I'm really upset with you because you just said a curse word, which is called budget. Um, I don't really know why you chose to say such a hurtful, damaging word to me, but you did. So I'm going to actually heal, and then I'm always going to take it over. Okay, so Ryan is, like, beyond fab. I I need you to know that, like, when Ryan and I go out, it's like – I don't, I don't know. We're like P. Diddy's one like child from like his first marriage. It probably gets like way too much money to make up for the fact that like his father's like not paid attention to him in years. Like we're, we are like rich kids of Instagram. So there's a little bit of that going on, but only when Ryan and I hang out. Like I have to say, I have been coming back to my like kind of conservative roots lately because I, balled out of control nonstop for three years. And then I was like, oh, why am I throwing away like steaks that I only took four bites of? And why am I like pouring this bottle of like whispering angel down the down the drain? Because like I don't have any more room in my fridge. Like why am I like a wasteful cunt? Like that was basically my thought. So my answer for you is very simple. eBay. I think you should check out eBay. I think you should go, I mean, go to my eBay page if you want. What's my mall stuff? M-O-L-L-S-T-U-F-F? Yeah, mall stuff. Um, Go to my, my, maybe I have something on there. I don't know. I haven't gone through my bags yet. But like, yeah, go to eBay, check out. There's so many deals on there. Like, I have been shocked. Like, I had DVF draws for like $40 on eBay. And I was like, what is life? That's what I'm saying, Ryan. That's what I'm saying, you, Babe, you little rich kid it of Instagram. Hurts. I know, I know, I know it hurts. La, 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 denial. But that's yeah. the thing is like, you know, La Mer, like it's like $300 <laughs> a jar, but like it doesn't even help them. It's not even like better for your skin. I use La Mer. I know, but it's like not that much better than like other things. I know, that's what my dermatologist just said. And then I bought like a $30 one that was like fine. I've actually gotten better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. That, I'm proud of you for that journey. Yeah. But then also, um, You'll never do wrong by hitting up a TJ Maxx or Marshalls. There are like TJ Maxx and Marshalls in certain neighborhoods that are nicer than like if you go to like the wealthiest neighborhood in your town that has a TJ Maxx or Marshalls, they will have the best deals. I also recommend going to the Goodwill or Salvation Army in the most wealthiest areas of your city um, because they will have really good donations from rich people that wear things once and then throw them out like i've actually found like legit versace like worn once at like out of the closet which is a chain here in la i also want to point out and ryan and i were talking about this when we were listening to your call like italy is not that chic like it's not like you're going to london london it's like i felt like literally a bag person when i was walking around i'm like i'm wearing a gorgeous theory trench like 
and I'm and I'm feel like I'm a villain in a movie. People are looking at me like I'm some ugly American slob. Like people at the Ritz like literally look down at me, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I like own the Ritz. Like everywhere I go, people love me at the Ritz, the Four Seasons. Like I'm Sonia Morgan. Like they're just loving me, and then like. In London, I was a, I was like a hobo. Honey, you could like wear a hefty bag down the street to like fucking, you know, what's in Italy, tour, the the canals, yeah. and literally get like fucking get like twenty Italian guys numbers. Get like a neon snapback and some rollerblades and like You're garbage. Like at Hardy, it's so disgusting. It, it is really so is. bad. Literally, yeah. So whatever like if you, you wear, wear an affliction, they're gonna be like stopping you on the street, being like, "Where did you get that?" studded beauty just just like don't i would i know but i know what you're saying i know you want like a fabulous foreign travel moment for yourself (laughs) and you know i know that you're also thinking you're thinking i want this for travel but you're you have a whole life outside of this italian vacation so if you want to maybe up your budget if that's if that's at all possible i always think that things like bags and shoes and glasses are worth investing real money into because you can tell when they are cheap and they don't last as long um, even when I had $30, I had a Louis Vuitton bag. Like, that's just, it, it's just true. I know, I know that people, like, everyone at this table is like, looking at me like, why are you saying that out loud? But like, it's just true. It's just true. Like, I just, you just, you make, you can find the budget for the things you yeah. want to afford and you can get them at a discount and you can always like go to, go to Chinatown, like go to whatever, get your, get your bag. Just like have a couple nice things. I agreed. Amen. Smooch. So a couple weeks ago, we got a great call from a girl named Annalise who um, said that she was working in the leasing office of the apartment building that she was living in and that her boss was horrendous and calling her a twat all the time. And she was worried that if she left her job, she would lose her apartment. And if she left her apartment, she'd lose her job. It was like she was stuck in a vicious cycle and she wanted to move on to a new job, but she just didn't know what to do. We got a fabulous update call from her. Let's play that call. Okay, so Annalise, we're calling you because apparently you have an update, and I just want to let you know I'm not alone in this room. I have my special guest, Ryan O'Connell, with me on the phone with you. Is that okay? Can you trust Ryan? Okay, good. Well, so wait, how are you, though? Are you still being a major twat at work, or what's going on? Um, Not just at work, I'm a major twat everywhere, so let's get that straight. Oh, um, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, things are different so that manager left before I could like really decide what I wanted to do um and then this new manager came in and she's been really cool so far she's made a lot of changes but she's been willing to work with me um and then yesterday this is like perfect timing they offered me a promotion um but it was yeah at a different property like 45 minutes away from where I already live so, and they would let me, like, live on site again um, with a huge discount. So I'm trying to decide, like, if I want to take that or if I just want to get, like, out of this company altogether. But um, the one that called me a twat is gone. So I outlasted her. <laughs> that is amazing. Congratulations yeah. on your perseverance and the new Thank job you. offer. Okay. Thanks. I knew you had it in you. Oh, thanks, Moms. Okay, well, thank you so much for the update. It means a thank lot to you, me. Um, I'm going to keep listening. I'm sure I'll be calling you again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. we all have troubles, you know, but yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, it sounds like you really know what you're doing, girl. So I don't even uh, know if you need me. I'm like, um, I'm no, over I here do. calling you a twat and you're like, <laughs> 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 you're like getting new jobs. <laughs> you're, uh, no, you're on the twat level, though. It's okay. Like, it's not insulting when you say it. 
So. Oh, thanks, girl. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good rest of your day, guys. Thanks for calling me. Of course. Thank you. So thanks so much, Annalise, for calling us. That was amazing. And we want all of you to call in uh, after you've taken our advice. The number is 323-450-7408. And remember that if you retweet the pod, reblog the pod, or give us five stars and a positive review in iTunes, I will automatically enter you in a pool to win a song on iTunes that costs $1.29. Um, next call. Hey, Malls, this is Gina, and okay, let's get real for a second. So my friend went through this guy's backpack that she's into, because he left it somewhere, and she was like, well, whatever. So she had to go through this backpack to see if it was his. So she went through it, and she found this pill bottle, and she was like, oh, I wonder what this is for. So after a little bit of investigative reporting, she found out that this pill bottle was for treating um, herpes, like genital herpes, but also it treats mouth cold sores and shingles and like chicken pox. So she really likes this guy and she wants to bone, you know, but like should she bone still? Should she bring it up to him? She was snooping. Um, to Skep City USA. So I don't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do. What should we do? Okay, bye. Okay, so I'm like, all about this because I'm such a little snoop. Like my boyfriend calls me nosy Perez because I'm always like, <laughs> digging around and like snooping and like not on him. Like I would never like go through his email or anything, but like I like love to like listen to people and like overhear things and then like use it for like my own personal amusement. So I'm all about this. My only thing is like, have they not had a, like a conversation about their sexual health, like where they're at? Because I feel like that's kind of like, a conversation you have before you have sex anyway. Like I don't, I mean, I was pretty like reckless in my early twenties and I don't know how I don't have HPV. Like I know like everyone has HPV and I don't know how I don't like I, do you feel left out? No, no. I just like, I just like have weird Catholic shame. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just like, I automatically assume that because I have like touched someone else's skin that I had HPV and I was like, I like literally called all of my friends in one week. I was like, do you think I have HPV? Do you think I have HPV? And then like, I, that was fine. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, if, if there's a lot of different types of herpes from what I understand. There's conversation that needs to be had. There's two different types of herpes. Christina, the friend turn seems to have some sort of information about <laughs> herpes. Christina, the friend turn, do you want to hop on the line? Okay, no, so know. Christine the front turns like a br- like, like a, a, are you a herpes expert kind of blushing yeah. bride. I mean, now that you said it, I guess. Like, I guess you okay. guess you want to get on. Okay, I mean, I guess. Yeah, okay. we should. Yeah, right, right, because I don't know. Her. Oh, that so much shy, about so shy, and then here she is. Like, oh, oh no, not me. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> back to herpes. Okay, so now I feel like everyone's just gonna think that I have herpes. Um, so that's kind of weird, but I don't. Um, but I went to Rutgers University in New Jersey, also called Sluckers. <laughs> So there are a couple people there that have the HSV and there's two types and actually it's like one in every four people that have it. So that's pretty terrifying if you're out there like touching other people while they're naked. But the thing about it is, is that like as long as people are honest with you, that's like the biggest thing. And if they're taking, if you found his medication, that's like a really good sign because that reduces your transmission by like 
a ton. Like the odds go down majorly. So that's really important. So the only thing I would say is that like be scared if they haven't had a conversation at all. That's like then it's like a weird secret and that's not good. But there are only two kinds and it's like not the end of your life. It's just like some sores or whatever. But that said, like still try to avoid it. Like use a condom. Can I just say that I'm like jealous of people with STDs. Like I like wish I wish I was like sexually active enough to be like scared when I take like an STD test. Be like, oh, I don't know. Is it going to come back like positive or negative? Like I wish I lived in fear. Like my parents are always like, Ryan, be careful. Like da, da, da. I'm like, if only you knew <laughs> what I wasn't doing. <laughs> I do have to say, though, I feel very like emotional for some reason about <laughs> About like the stigma around herpes because it is so common and I try to have like compassion about that because I, you know, I did like, I did go on like several dates with a guy that I did not sleep with. This actually happened a couple times to me. I went on several dates with a guy I did not sleep with and, you know, I, and ultimately like it came up that they had herpes and because I knew that that person wasn't going to be a long-term partner for me, I just knew deep down it wasn't going to work long-term. I didn't I didn't go for it. And, like, it's not that I would get herpes for the right person. I just – you know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> no, that I would I put myself mean. at risk for the right person. It's just that I feel – I just feel like that is such – it's such an unfortunate struggle that so many people have this, like, crazy reaction it's the idea that you have herpes. Like, yeah, you can get herpes the first time you have sex. Like, oh, totally. I know people that have gotten HPV from hand jobs. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, there are like. Or kissing, even. Herpes can be. Can't you get herpes through kissing? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like, we all, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm not saying there's not. I, I know there's a huge difference between HPV and, and herpes. I know there's a gigantic difference, but I'm saying that, that, like, there's such a stigma about it. And, like, by the time we all have kids, everyone of our generation has kids, like, I am positive, and I hate to say it, that like one of my kids is going to have a sexually transmitted disease. Hopefully, HPV, they'll be vaccinated and everything will be figured out. I would love if there was a cure for something like herpes by the time I had kids. But like, it's just an inevitability. So My dad has herpes. Really? <laughs> yeah. My parents, like, when they got together, like, obviously, like, STDs just weren't – what were – like, wait, they're not – what they are today. So they got divorced and basically like wilded the fuck out and were like living like it was free love in the 60s. And then they, like my dad just like walked away with literally like 10,000 STDs. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because he literally like wasn't familiar with like the 90s and like what journey that could bring you on. <laughs> No, but like also a bunch of old people are getting a bunch of STDs now because they're back in the game because their partners have probably died. Yeah. And so nursing home pop- like no nursing home populations have the highest STD. Are right? you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Did not know. I don't watch like I gotta wear a condom for my brain because I just got full Yeah. So share this podcast with your grandmother. Maybe she can learn a couple things. Yeah. Nana has syphilis. I wonder if Michael has STD. Yeah, so we're not – Ryan has to take off in a little bit. We're not just going to let him drop the mic with my dad as herpes. We're going to take one more call. <laughs> and please call us back, 323-450-7408, and let us know what happened with the herpes backpack because I am dying to know. All right, next call, please. Hey, Holly. Okay, so here's the situation. 
I broke up with this dude, and after we broke up, I decided to, like, totally reinvent myself. I lost, like, 70 pounds, switched up careers, like, dyed my hair red, moved into a baller apartment. But here's the thing. When we were dating, I, like, dropped all my friends because he didn't approve of most of them. And now I'm, like, totally fucking alone. Like, I have, like, one friend. I don't have a guy. Like, I just, I don't know how to meet people. And I've tried the online dating thing. Um, And it's a nightmare. If you live in the Midwest, they're all creepy. They're all weird. Like, it was just, it was a disaster. And I just feel like, you know, the obvious thing to do would be to, like, go to a bar or something. But... I don't have anybody to go to a bar with. Like, it's really, really lonely. I feel like fucking Scrooge McDuck. Well, like, Ryan, I don't know about you, but, like, all I heard is that she's skinny and has great hair now. I know. I was like, don't cry for me, Argentina. I know. Seriously. Like, seriously. I was like, I would just be like, I'm skinny and I have great hair and hang up the phone. Like, <laughs> but, um, no. Wait, I just want to say, like, kudos, though, for her to do that because that yeah. is so... Beyond chic, I love a version 2.0 journey. Yeah, we all were like shake, shake, shake the whole I, time you we were talking. I was gasping for air. Like I literally was like, "Oh, you're killing me with like your newfound lifestyle, or like new body, new vibe." But like with a new body and a new vibe comes like all sorts of changes. And I think <laughs> that like you dumped the asshole boyfriend. Huge. Um, that's a big deal. I think that it's great that you have a career change. I, To me, that seems like the most obvious way to meet people of like-minded interests. And I often find that when you're like rebuilding yourself, which every woman and man has had to do at times, starting from scratch, you go through cycles of new friends. So like just meet, take one of your, say to one of your coworkers, hey, can we get drinks? And then go to drinks with that coworker. And then when you're tired of that coworker, you probably will have met some more friends through having someone to like go out to drinks with. And then when you're tired of those friends and you go and get new friends, like that's the circle of life. He's just like peel off like, oh, like over this person, over this person. And then like you get a new person. And then like really what's all that's left is like the cream rises to the top. Like I have like five friends. I only have five friends, but I've had a million in my life. Well, it takes it takes time also. Like I moved to New York when I was 21. I didn't know a single person. And basically like I had to be like a social prostitute. Oh, sorry. There's an Amber Alert. Um, <laughs> no, it just it takes time to meet new people, but you have to be very aggressive and you have to basically like kind of force your friendship onto people. And eventually, like you're going to have like a lot of duds, but like you're going to eventually find someone. Also, sometimes all it takes is to meet one person who introduces you to all of their friends and then boom, social life. Yeah, that's what I just Oh, did said. you just say that? Yeah, I know. But no oh one listens when I talk. It's fine. No, it's fine. And by the way, I think that's a good sign that oh like God. two sensible, fun I'm people so had the same advice. No, it's fun that we had the same advice because like that means it's good. <laughs> I just think, yeah, like, the online dating thing, like, yeah, of course that's going to suck in the Midwest. Like, no offense. I think it sucks kind of, everywhere. Like, yeah, it, it sucks everywhere, but like, Maybe, like, move. Like, maybe you just need, like, a move or something. Um, she has a baller apartment. Yeah, you have a fun and apartment. really good red hair. I'm really excited for you. Um, please call us back and let us know if you found a friend. 323-450-7408. And just so you know, don't sound so sad, girl. Like, you do have good things going on in your life. Like, every, you may only have one friend, but that is one more friend than most people have. So please... Please don't have a pity party. I, yeah. I understand there's it's it's okay to vent, but like you gotta 
Just hold your head you high. Losing losing seventy pounds is a lot harder to do than gaining a friend. I'm so fucking. I would drop all my friends, and if I could have that seventy pound weight loss, no offense. Like, I mean, but Molly, then you'd be like an ant. I know. I love that. <laughs> you'd literally be like a crumb on would the floor. Would you be so worried for me? I would be. Well, yeah. You, well, you'd be dead. So the worry, <laughs> the the worry would be gone. I mean, they would just turn into sadness <laughs> and grief. But, oh, yeah. thank you. So we got a write-in question, which, you know, this we usually save our write-ins for the really juicy subjects because there has to be a legitimate reason that you're writing this in as opposed to sacking the fuck up and calling the goddamn line at 323-450-7408. If you can't sack up, but I just want to answer this question and get it out of the way so I can direct people for the rest of time to episode six of Please Advise because I have a genius writer on with me and... I'm just going to answer this. We're going to answer it once and then we're just never answering it again. So do not call in with this question because there's no answer. Okay. It says, hey, Molly, I've been writing for some years now, but I haven't been able to sit my ass down and write a short story or even a book. Okay. What advice and or tips would you give to another writer struggling with a lack of motivation? What is your process with writing and how did you get this opportunity or how did you get the opportunity to write for two bro- two broke girls? Oh, by the way, thanks for following me on Twitter, and I love Hello Giggles. Okay, so um, like I've answered this question a million times. Like if you Google my name, any interview I've done in the last two years, I tell you like how I got the job on Two Broke Girls, which is that I fucking wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. Now, when you say like you don't have a motivation to write, that just leads me to believe. No offense, this is not like the career for you. Because writing is something that needs to just like come out of you. And like, even if it sucks at first, like you wake up every morning with the urge to take your little fingers and stroke them across the keypad and like make fucking words. And then like, oh, and then now they're paragraphs and like maybe they suck, but eventually they get good. And I don't know. I mean, there's really nothing more I can say about it. Like, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why. I don't know why I love writing. I don't know why. I've gotten the, I don't, I don't think that I don't see that, I guess like the quote unquote talent in me that other people see in me, but like I can acknowledge that what I have done is I have worked and worked and worked and worked and worked so that people could ask me a question like that, which would just infuriate me because there's no answer. The answer is you have to just really want it. Ryan, what do you think? I think that's exactly it. You have to really want it. And spoiler alert, not many people want it because like, they don't want it as much as they should. Basically, like, when I worked at Thought Catalog, I'd have, like, relationships with a lot of freelancers uh, for our website. And a lot of them would just be like, I don't know, like, what can I do, like, to, like, have my career go further? And I'm like, well, you could start writing. I mean, I'm sorry, but there are so many writers, there are so many people out there who call themselves writers, and they don't fucking write. Yeah. They'll do, like, one blog post, and like, oh, I finally did it, you know? And, like, it really annoys me. And maybe it's because... You know, Molly and I kind of grew up blogging, so basically like, we wrote every single day, all Second day. Second nature. So many blog posts. We were able to, you know, churn out ideas constantly, you know, and it was like, you know, and I didn't really know how to do that at first, but then you just learn because you just, you write every single day. And before I was like assigned jobs uh, to work for a gossip website, which I was doing and I had to like crank out seven posts a day. Before I was assigned things like that, I would like play games with myself where I would say like, okay, so like, 
write seven news items today. Or I'd say when I was in college, I I wrote sketch comedy and like I made it my my personal goal to be the most prolific writer in my sketch group. And every single week, I wouldn't just had one script or one skit that I had written that week. I'd have five because like I just wanted to be the one that practiced the most. And that is the key, I think, to to being good at this sort of stuff. And to, I mean, the opportunity. When you say opportunity, what you what you need to know is that like, yes, like there was a, a series of specific things that happened that led me to meeting Whitney, which led me to meeting Michael, which led me to getting the job on Two Broke Girls. But like what happened before that, what, what led up to that was me hustling and working and networking and writing and meeting people and like connecting relationships with other writers that I admire, such as Ryan and saying like, how do I, how do I like, how can I like be involved? And that's it. Just get involved. Just get involved. And there's no other answer. There's no, this is, you know, I heard a horrifying statistics this week, which surprised me, made me feel very grateful for the opportunities that I have had in life or that I've made for myself in life, which is that 1% of people who try to be writers or actors actually are employed as writers or actors. 1%. Yeah, it's crazy. So Ryan, like, appreciate you congratulations on what you've done hey malls congratulations like i have yep. to take a moment to be like malls you've like Fucking just when it. you think you never have done anything in your life you're part of a one percent so like just know that like you're trying to make it in the hardest profession out there why don't you go be an astronaut i say that a lot i'm like if you want to be a writer maybe you could also be an astronaut it's really hard like it's just hard and you have to practice and have a lot of know-how. Also, like, this might sound like way harsh, Ty, but, like, when you say, like, I can't, I don't know if I have the motivation to, like, write a short story or whatever, it's like, that really, it comes down, again, what we just said, like, it, that says to me, like, you don't want it enough because I can't relate to the, like, being like, I can't find motivation. Like, my motive, like, I don't know. I wanted it. That was my motivation. That's motivation is wanting it. And if you can't find the motivation to actually write, you probably shouldn't try to be a writer. Okay, is that harsh? Is that like really harsh? No, I don't think it's harsh. I actually think that that's 100% accurate because I feel like I don't wake up to today and say like, oh, I'm going to be a pop star today. Like, yeah. it's just it's just unrealistic. Like, and, and I, I can't sing. I don't like to sing. I've never practiced it. I've never spent a day in my life attempting to be good at it. Why do I feel entitled to being a pop star today? Like, yeah. there's a reason why there's only like, 20 people who make music that in their hits. There's a reason why. We can't all be Katy Perry. Do you know what I mean? I'm certainly not like the Katy Perry of my situation. I know <laughs> that. But like I definitely like I'm on some maybe some Ariana Grande level like but not even her like but Ariana Grande like last year. Okay. So next call. Hey Malls. Okay, so here's the situation. I was diagnosed with Crohn's when I was in college. I've had multiple surgeries in my early 20s, which has left my stomach with a lot of scars, um, which in turn gives me a lot of anticipatory anxiety whenever I'm about to hook up with someone and when to tell them. Um, and it just bums me out that I'm a grown woman in my 30s and that this is still an issue for me. And I've never had a negative experience. Like the last time I hooked up with someone, he was lovely, did not care. 
but I still get anxiety. I mean, do I tell them right away? Do I wait? Do I not tell them? It just, I feel like this is a hurdle I need to get past, and it, I just, I don't know. I want to try to figure out the least awkward way to bring it up. Um, so any advice would be very welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so real quick, I just wanted to let you know that my fabulous guest, Ryan O'Connell, took off, but I know he would have had a fabulous answer for this. He's going to like some event that I was invited to, um, which is fine. But girl, I love your question because I think it's really relatable, and I also think that you called the right person because, I don't know, I just like never really gave a fuck. Like when I was like in my hooking up years, like I just never really gave a fuck. Like, and I think that that worked for me because I realized that guys don't care. Like guys are just happy that you're paying attention to them and that you're there. And I know that you feel insecure about this. This is like, I mean, obviously like when you, when you've dealt with something that's been traumatic with you and on top of uh, traumatic for you. And then on top of that, you're left with physical scars. You, are more aware of them than perhaps everyone else is. So the way that I would do it is I would like go on a date and then obviously like usually nine times out of 10, I think before you bone someone like you guys are a little bit tipsy, like if it's the first time, you know, and so like kind of just like be chill about it and be like, hey, by the way, hey, like look at my scars like this is what happened to me. They don't, they don't even need to know that it's like Crohn's at first. I don't know if like that's something you feel the need to disclose right away, but I do think that you can just kind of casually like make a joke of it or smile about it. Um, regardless of how bad the scarring is, like the parts that he wants to get involved with are still working. So like, if you have a connection, you don't need to explain yourself. Now that you're in your 30s, I feel like you're probably choosing wiser partners for yourself, like making sure you know someone more before you sleep with them than you would in your early 20s when you're just kind of like drunk and hopping into bed with whoever's like there and cute and nice. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I have a, I have a, I don't have a solution to help your feelings, but I can say that, um, your problems are as big to everyone else as they are to you. Thank you for calling and please update me. So I've been lucky enough uh, the last couple episodes to be reminded continuously that I'm doing God's work um, by getting these updates from people that I've given incredible advice to. Um, they just called the line 323-450-7408 and left me updates. And this one was from one of my favorite callers thus far. Her name was Jen. And she called about a guy that she, you know, claims to have no romantic interest. I still think you love him, Jen. Um, sorry. And, um, she said that she did a bunch of work for him for free and he kind of just like took off and she, left me an update that I have to say it made me LOL a little bit. Um, you'll see what I mean when you get to the middle part. And if you want to know what the hell she's talking about, go listen to episode two. Let's play the call. Hey, Malls. This is Jen from your second episode. I just listened in and wanted to call and say thank you because you gave really good advice that I think I needed to hear. Um, so I took your words to heart. Um, the friend in question did finally get in touch and I went through what I thought were transgressions on his part and he said he was sorry and that he was embarrassed to have done that 
Um, so that's fine. But um, that being said, I totally think the narcissist thing is on point, and I'm definitely going to be cautious about that in the future. Um, your dick-sucking analogy was amazing. <laughs> I'm not actually in L.A. I run a business out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. So there's not as much dick-sucking here, but, you know, around every corner there's just a little bit of dick to suck, regardless of where you live. So um, thanks again, and keep up the good work. Okay, bye. All right, so that's almost it for episode six of Please Advise. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your updates. Please call 323-450-7408. Have you ever heard a number so much in your life? You can check us out on Tumblr. Tumblr is uh, pleaseadvise.tumblr.com. On Twitter, we're please underscore advise. And on Instagram, we're please advise. PLZ in all cases. My name is Malls, M-O-L-L-S. You can find me across all sorts of internet platforms, but seriously, just Google me. You'll be amazed. Um, and thank you so much to Christina Lopez, my producer, Chrissy the Friend Turn, Heather Peterson for our absolutely gorgeous logo that I'm completely obsessed with because like I love red lipstick. I'm actually wearing it right now. Um, Ruby Woo um, by MAC is like one of my favorite colors. And then Rihanna came on and did Riri Woo, which was like an obsession for me. And I bought it off Amazon for like $45, which is like way overpriced, but I just needed it. I also really want those um, like Betty and Veronica ones that MAC made too. So like if you know anyone who has the hookup for that, I just like I'm obsessed um, finally, I just want to say like a little bit of a brag moment that, um, I just received a comment while we were recording this podcast from Courtney Robertson from The Bachelor. Um, I wrote that I was currently reading her book. Um, I didn't come here to make friends. And, and like the first four pages, she said that she had sex with Ben like three times in the fantasy suite, which like blew my mind. Cause like, obviously all they do in there is like, fuck, but like, I just was like, wow, like you just said three times in the fan. I mean, like you just said it. You just so like, I feel like that book goes there and maybe you want to read that. I also want to thank a cozy kitchen.com for recommending the grapefruit old fashioned today. I, my guests loved it. I unfortunately couldn't partake because it can kill me. Um, but all that said, it was a delicious drink. The one sip I did get. And I look forward to trying more of her cocktails. If you have a cocktail recipe you think we should try, please email us at pleaseadvise at gmail.com. Call in with your questions. Make it pop. I love you. Wait, wait. If you're still listening, I want to do a new segment that's called free advice, which is advice for someone that didn't ask for it, but that I, I really feel like they need it. So I was flying to London recently, and it's a really long flight if you don't know that. I was flying direct, which I felt like very luxurious about because from L.A. to London is like you basically are living there for like a day on a plane. And I was, you know, I get to the airport like two to three hours early. I don't know why. It's just a habit that was beaten to my head by my stepdad because he loves like to travel for work or like just to, to travel in general. And he's like, Molly get there two to three hours early. I don't know about you. I remember every single day that I live in a post 9-11 world. Like I'm just very aware of it. Things are different. Things have changed. You need to get to the airport early. It's still the case. Like 
I got my hand swabbed because I tried to bring my dog in a plane and my spray tan set it off. And like, I had to get like strip searched in a little room by like two ladies looking mom. And I like cried because weed was in my suitcase. Um, but they didn't catch it. So anyway, so I like always get to the airport very much on time and I am very like serious about it. And I enjoy my Hudson news time. I feel like that's something that I've earned as someone who's arrived at the airport, like two to three hours early that I can like go and I can check out the people and I can check out the us and I can make sure that like, oh, if I got this episode of like this like issue of glamour, like, you know, normally I don't read glamour, but there's this like fantastic interview in it. And like, I'll read this. So like I pick out my magazines, I like find some fun snacks and then I always need to get a Diet Coke and I like to get a water because no matter how many times, no matter what section of the plane you're sitting in, first class business, economy, whatever, like they take too long to come around with the drink cards. It's too far and few between. Like, I just need drinks all the time. I have an oral fixation problem. I'm a smoker. I just, like, need liquids, and I need, like, food and stuff around me all the time. So I was in line at Hudson News, and I'm, like, checking out, like, the things. And, and by the way, like, it was my turn at the cash register. I will give you that, and I am all about time. I'm a, a time and energy person. Like, I throw my hands up to the time gods because I know they are everything in this world. But like I'm at the thing and I'm cashing out and the woman's still ringing up my things and I see that they're like selling like packets of like chew, like 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 uh, chewing tobacco. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting because they stopped selling, like they stopped allowing you to smoke e cigs on planes. So I picked up a pack of it because I'm about to go on a 14 hour flight and I have a water and I have some like like chewing tobacco, which is like a fun random purchase and like three magazines and like a Diet Coke and some gum. And um, this guy behind me goes, um, ma'am, do you mind going a little bit faster? I'm running late. And he was like a short little nobody. Like, I don't know who the fuck he was. Like, I'm kind of looking at him like, and I, I, all I did was I just turned around and I smiled. Like I didn't laugh in his face, didn't do anything, but I just turned around and I kind of like laughed because I'm sorry, you guys. Like, Hudson news time is earned like you're not entitled to Hudson news time you're not like that is something that you have to earn when you go to the airport if you get there in time great but if you don't then you don't get to pick out a fucking magazine you don't get to get a bottle of water you don't get to get a diet coke those aren't for you you don't get your peanuts or your snack mix or your candy or your pillow or whatever it is that you're getting at Hudson News, you don't get that because you came late and that's disrespectful in a post 9-11 world. And for him to take that out on me as I'm about to get onto a 14 hour flight and I was just like, like not entertaining it. So I'm leaving and I have my bottle of water I paid, you know, it was like 20 bucks or whatever. I threw down my 20, I'm super timely. Like, I don't know if you've met me, but I'm a very aggressively fast and I threw down my money, I take my shit, I start walking out and then I hear the guy say to the guy ahead of him as if I'm like some like universal problem that the world knows about, like as if I'm a problem in like everyone's line and my behavior has been so egregious that like he can't help but turn to the stranger in front of him and comment on me because I'm so clearly an issue and goes, yeah, water, that's what you need on a plane. Actually, sir, yes, that is what you need on a plane because the plane is very dehydrating. I don't know if you've ever been on one, but they're very dehydrating. I bring my Avion spray. I spritz my face. I have like water. My point is I was really hurt by that. I'm like two months later, I'm still shaken up by it. I think about it every day because like, no, like you don't get Hudson news time. You're nobody. You're no, bring your own fucking magazines 
from whatever world you were in that made you two hours late to the airport. I'm on time. I'm on a 14 hour flight. I'm fabulous. I'm wearing like an amazing trench coat and you're just like nobody. So take that advice and shove it up your ass. Bye guys.